Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today it's our Week 15 Player Props Show on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm joined by Jesse Meineke. You can follow him on Twitter at the Fellow JGM. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, happy holidays. Great. Saturday football. Saturday football's here. We get it for the next two weeks. We get a Christmas game. It's a good time. And, and ah, feels good. All the way around the corner. We'll get to that a different time. But uh, a lot to be excited about today. We have two really good games. Well, I don't know about the quality of the games, but for fantasy football and in terms of betting, there's some really juicy things going on here. Buffalo at Denver, Carolina at Green Bay. So I'm sure we'll probably start with those two games real quick. Uh, and then tomorrow's games, I do think uh, as in as terms of just the last couple of weeks we've been doing the show on Saturday, we have a good majority of games here, so, so there should be a lot for us to cover. We're probably just going to start first with the Buffalo and the Denver game because that's going to be on at 3.30 today uh, Central Time. And uh, I guess first we kind of just look at touchdown odds and then we'll kind of fight with a few passing and rushing and receiving props here. But uh, we do like Buffalo side quite a bit in this one. Uh Jesse, did you want to mention the odd boost that we were looking at today? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple different ones, but I think the one that we were kind of like flipping, you know, back and forth on is Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, over five and a half touchdowns at plus 125. So, I mean, that's all touchdowns. It's rushing, receiving, passing. You know, maybe they get cute and go for the uh, Philly Philly special. A-Rod catches a touchdown. Has he ever caught a touchdown? I don't think so. That'd be interesting. He needs to add one in. At so, anyways, I mean, my thought process on that one is Josh Allen and Rodgers are probably both good for two passing touchdowns. So then you're saying that's the floor of four, and then Allen, you know, more or less usually gets a rushing touchdown. So then that's five, and then does A-Rod get to that third? Maybe he rushes one. Maybe Allen gets a third passing touchdown to get get it that way. Um, so there's a lot of different routes that these guys score touchdowns. They're not limited to just passing touchdowns, so it opens the door for that six number, which is pretty good odds at plus 125. Rodgers just rushed for a touchdown last week too. So, I mean, at five and a half, we were kind of – I opened up the question to you and you're like, five feels like a given, but six, I don't know. So, like, it's right at that sweet spot. They did a good job with that number there. Mm-hmm. Buffalo at Denver. We expect Buffalo to handle the business here. This game, uh, 49 in, uh, point total implied here. Buffalo is favored by five and a half. So, we're probably going to like some of the Buffalo guys here. Quickly looking at the touchdown odds, Stephon Diggs plus 120. Josh Allen rushing or receiving touchdown there plus 140. Singletary not interested in him for touchdowns at plus 180. Cole Beasley plus 180. I do think Zach Moss could be a sleeper at plus 190. Uh, He actually kind of took over at the end of the game last week against Pittsburgh. They were getting him more carries as they kind of just, you know, did the the two-minute or I guess the four-minute drill just running the clock out there. So for Buffalo – Maybe Gabe Davis, too, at plus 210. Outside of that, Dawson Knox, plus 300. I think that's the lowest we'll go there. Do any Buffalo guys interest you here? They're all they're all positive odds, so we should probably pick one. Right, yeah. I mean, Buffalo's going to score. We know that. Um, I mean, Denver's probably going to score, too. This is going to be a game that has some points on both sides. You know, I was thinking about this now with that 5.5 at plus 125. You know, if it's going to hit 6, Josh Allen's probably going to rush for a touchdown to get there. And Josh Allen rushing touchdowns plus 140. So maybe we just – do we feel good about him scoring a rushing touchdown? And I just wanted to quick look. I don't – he might be due for a rushing touchdown. He hasn't hit one in two weeks. Um, his longest yeah, stretch season is three games. So he would be tying that. 
Last year, he did have a three-game stretch, uh, three-game stretch at the end of the year, too. But for the most part, this man's hitting a, a rushing touchdown almost every other game. So maybe the Josh Allen rushing touchdown intrigues us. That also entices you into this five-and-a-half Rodgers-Allen combo. Um, so we'll, we'll click on Josh Allen for now. I mean, these receivers at plus 120, plus 180, 210. I mean, no John Brown, so you know Gabe Davis is going to be on the field. Um, that's – yeah, it's kind of it could be a pick your favorite, pick your favorite odds on that. Um, I don't of, have like a. It's kind of they're all even to me. They're all right. wild cards. It's probably going to be a two touchdown Dawson Knox day or something <laughs> at this point, or or Isaiah McKenzie down here at plus six hundred. Uh, also, Isaiah McKenzie used to play for Denver, so mm, maybe not a revenge game type scenario, but possibly trying to show up. Uh, hey, you know, you guys missed out on something good here. And then on the Denver side, Melvin Gordon plus 120. Uh, he's probably the favorite to score here. Philip Lindsay plus 200. Don't like that. Tim Patrick plus 200. He's been on a touchdown streak. I think he's got four touchdowns in the last three games or maybe three in the last two. Uh, Noah Fant, I think he's good to go plus 225. Or Jerry Judy, 300. KJ Hamler had two touchdowns last week with 400 uh, plus 400 down here, too. So are you interested in any of the Denver guys or would you rather just kind of lean into the favorite? Yeah, nobody really stands out. I mean, KJ Hamler's a little intriguing. He's almost like kind of like that Curtis Samuel for the Denver Broncos. I mean, maybe he gets on a little TD streak here. One note that I was just like thinking about is Tim Patrick being so good. Makes me excited for Corlin Sutton next year. So just, you know, maybe pin that one in a file for next year. Or if you're in a dynasty league, maybe go and buy Corlin Sutton for a good price. I think Tim Patrick might be a free agent next year too. So he could be in new waters, but yeah, three touchdowns the last two games, not a really high yardage totals the last couple games, but he's hit a hundred in the last three. The times. targets have dropped too, which like kind of makes me nervous about like what, you know, if he's only getting five targets, you know, if he gets one end zone look, it's 50, 50, is he going to grab it or not? So I feel pretty, pretty safe with just, we'll, we'll roll with Josh Allen. Who knows? Maybe he catches a touchdown this week. That's been kind of a, a thing that he's done. So that could be cool. In terms of passing yards, real quick, I don't really know if I want to bet on any, either of these two passing yards. Josh Allen, 270 and a half. Drew Locke, 243 and a half. I'm probably more interested in rushing and receiving unders and overs. Yeah, I think I would agree on that front. Um, so you see Zach Moss at 38 and a half. Uh, that's pretty low. Devin Singletary, 42 and a half. Um, Drew Locke, 10 and a half. We're probably not interested there. Melvin Gordon, 53 and a half. We expect him to be the bell cow today. And then Josh Allen at 28 and a half. I did want to quickly pull up my opportunity report from last week. Let's just show you guys how the Buffalo backfield split it up. Uh, but Zach Moss, this is against Pittsburgh, 13 attempts, 43 yards. And this was a game. I mean, I, this 26 to 15 score, is that a score that you could see for Denver today? Um, yeah. Something weird like that where Buffalo, and keep in mind, Buffalo wasn't – they didn't do anything offensively in the first half against the Steelers. So this is pretty much all in the second half for Zach Moss. I think there's opportunity for, for him to get back up to this 13 carries. 38 and a half seems pretty low for me. Um, not really heavily – either guy's really heavy used in the passing game last week. But Zach Moss, a significant amount of snaps over Devin Singletary. He is their actual running back. So 38 and a half seems low. Am I, am I crazy? Yeah, I like it. I mean, this is a game that, you know, all expectations are the Buffalo controls the ball. When they're controlling the ball, it's going to be a little bit more Zach Moss between the tackles, just moving the sticks. Uh, Devin Singletary will probably, you know, yeah, he's going to come in on third downs. He's going to come in here and there. He's going to get some rushes. But if Zach Moss, you tell me, gets 10, tut, 10 carries, he's probably going to get close. To the, I mean, 10 carries is probably all it's going to take. 
just, I'm just curious real quick to see what Denver's been yielding uh, to our running backs. Um, let's see here. We'll filter by total yards. I feel like they're they're decent against the running back. Um, interesting. All right. So they're yeah. 22 here. So they do allow – let me filter the other way. <clears throat> Pretty decent amount of yards. Allow the 11th most rushing yards here, 11 touchdowns. Yeah. They're not a defense you're afraid of running on, you know, by no, any means. No, not. Uh, Mike Davis hit 51 last week. Le Le'Veon Bell hit 40. <laughs> Kamara, 54. Latavius Murray, 124. Salvan Ahmed, 43. Booker and Jacobs, 112 and 81. Todd Gurley, 53. I mean, somebody's getting 40 every week. You know? 67 for Justin Jackson and Troy Main Pope. Uh, Clyde Edwards gets there. Even Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell hit it twice, 46 and 39. The Patriots were the only team that didn't do it against them. It looks like the Jets back in week oh. four six. So the trend is pretty heavy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, we'll click I'll, it. I'll take Moss over 40 at this point. So are we, like, because we're, we're probably going to be super excited about today's game. We should probably save some of these, but we'll take, I think for, for, in terms of receiving totals real quick, anything – I mean, because we're already kind of invested in two bets here, uh, Moss, eight and a half, don't like that. Diggs, he's, he's great, 82 and a half. That seems a little high. Um, I mean, even Beasley, six and a half seems like a pretty high number. Uh, I, I, I just – I have a better feeling about, uh, one, Josh Allen being, you know, one of the better quarterback plays of the week. So I'm going to trust him to get touchdowns and to probably rush for a touchdown. And then I just think with the game script, man, Zach Moss – Leads pretty favorable for him to get some carries, and right. we'll see what Josh Allen can do when they, when they get to the goal line. But Josh Allen is their goal line back, so um, I think we'll avoid some of these rush or these receiving totals here. I, nothing really sticks out to me, anyways. Yeah, nothing. Drew Locke's not a quarterback we want to trust. So. No. And uh, let's let's move on to the Packers. Carolina Panthers. This one's a little difficult for me. I mean, of course, Devontae Adams is. Probably going to score one touchdown at minus 200. So if you're playing with bigger uh, bigger units, Monty Adams makes sense there. I'm just curious. I mean, if you at minus 200, you put 100 on that area, 150 bucks. Um, so if you want to play big units, Monty Adams likely to score. I I'm probably really biased here, but Aaron Jones seems like he's going to score today at minus 155. A little bit better odds than Devonte Adams, but I could see Aaron Jones having a nice game. He didn't score last week, so it seems like. And also, too, the thing I've been pointing out on my uh, on my weekly shows is Aaron Jones uh, at home this year. His top three fantasy games have all come at home. Um, so something to something to keep an eye on here. Let me just show you. I mean, he's, he's RB six on the year, and like people are like complaining. It's it's pretty. It's true. brutal. And and the thing with Aaron Jones too is that like when I took him in the in our draft, at he was the thirteenth overall pick, and people were. I mean, he's probably the seventh or eighth running back taken. And, yeah, like, right. I'm, like I'm going to lock in a top ten back, and we'll see what happens. But the touchdowns are there. This offense does produce a lot of red zone opportunities. So you see week two against Detroit, he did score three touchdowns in that game. Against Atlanta, he, he caught a touchdown. Uh, let's see here. Another game against Jacksonville, no touchdowns, but a high floor game. Against Chicago, again, no touchdowns. But then Philadelphia, he got that big monster run there. So his three best fantasy days – 23.8, a 22.1, and a 45.6, all have come at home. And 
Uh, I do think Aaron Jones, minus 155, not the greatest odds, but it does feel uh, pretty good there. And then as far as your secondary Packers, like what do you think of Tanyan, Valdez, Scantling, Lazar, Jamal Williams? Does anything intrigue you there? The numbers are kind of boosted nicely. Yeah, they're up there. I mean, I guess the question on this game is like Carolina offensively, like they they seem to be like a team that can show up when they want to, and then they don't show up in other weeks. Robbie Anderson's been kind of like a weird, weird player this year. He started out so hot, and then he's kind of had some great games, not some such good games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is Carolina's going to score, and they're going to keep the momentum up. Aaron Rodgers is going to keep slinging the ball. And so then guys like Robert Tanyan, who's been scoring touchdowns, become interesting. I, don't, I like, you know, Lazard looks kind of interesting at plus 240. I mean, MVS plus 180. Um, the momentum is going to MVS. At the yeah. It's a good swing back to Lazard. Yes, the thing is, like, you know, Rodgers is going to find the open guy, you know. If you're open, he's going to find you. So if you think Lazard's a guy who can beat the secondary, you know, there's a good chance there. Um, you know, not, I mean, Carolina receivers, it's just, it seems. I'm less excited to bet on the Panthers receivers. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are probably the two I like more than Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's only got like two or three touchdowns on the year as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's be a receiving touchdown. It's probably DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel, but it's also DJ's first game back from the COVID list. Also a minor ankle injury there too. So if you're betting a Carolina Panther receiver, uh, just probably give me Curtis Samuel at 220. He's the best odds. And uh, we have seen some fun packages with Curtis Samuel in the backfield, getting some rushing opportunities. Um, Actually, while we're here, Packers Panthers did play last year in Lambeau. So that game was with Christian McCaffrey. But I just want to take a peek here and see what uh, Curtis and DJ Moore were able to do against basically the same coverages here. So DJ Moore, 9 for 120. Again, different quarterback, Kyle Allen. Uh, but then Curtis Samuel, 4 for 35, and he did catch a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Olson was a pretty big weapon here, 8 for 98. Wow. Um, Aaron Jones, three touchdowns. I mean, there you go. Oh, no passing touchdowns. Oh, that. Adams <laughs> um, is going to get his touchdown. Ooh. I mean, that's just. This is the gold ticket right here. Awesome. That's what you're hoping for right there. I mean, this would be a perfect repeat game for you. Rodgers didn't score a touchdown in this one, man. I know. He's going to get his touchdown. I mean, that's – So, but you see Aaron Jones did have some success here. Maybe we look at his two touchdown odds. If that is close, maybe that could be kind of fun. But, again, Devontae Adams had a – he's ridiculous right now, 7 for 118. Uh, but DJ Moore had some success here. I don't know if that was with Jair Alexander primarily on him. I would assume it was. Uh, but maybe DJ Moore, this kind of intrigues me with Moore being the most productive player tomorrow. Um, but I don't feel great about betting on any of these touchdown odds for them. Yeah, no, maybe we look at some yardage. <sighs> but we do know there's, there's going to be points in that game. There's going to be touchdowns to be had. It's just hard to predict. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, know, we know we like Adams. We know we like Aaron Jones. Mike Davis, you know, do we really want to bet Mike Davis at minus 139? Probably not. I don't, I don't love it. Um, um touchdown odds here not best rogers is probably getting two for sure but it's is that third it's that third one yeah that's the real question but over two and a half man he's been over three for a while um but for receiving odds real quick oh that's rushing odds mike davis 54 and a half packers do yield a good amount of rushing yards but drake and i had a conversation off air we've actually as the packers the last three four games they've actually held opponents to to less rushing yards than normal the best way to beat the packers lately 
has been to get the running backs uh, space and give them screens and opportunities to do things outside. Um, but I do like Mike Davis, plus 105 too, 54 and a half. He hit 51 against Denver last week. Aaron Jones, people are hitting this, 61 and a half. Uh, that's minus 134. Jamal Williams, nothing I'm excited about. But anything on rushing Mike Davis, Aaron Jones? Yeah, I mean, Mike Davis, you know, he's just slowing down. You know, you can see it in the last few weeks. He hasn't, you know, they really needed CMC back to kind of get the offense reinvigorated. Mike Davis is just not a guy that you can kind of keep feeding the rock. He's you know, losing, losing a little bit of juice there. Aaron Jones, you know, here's the game script. It's going to, you know, the betters are already know it's going to be run the ball a lot in Lambeau, let Aaron Jones do his thing. Um, I'm not, you know, minus 134 is not a terrible number. And I think he probably hits that 62. 61 and a half. Like just the past few games, um, he has been getting higher yardage totals. They right. are, weather gets colder too. He has been hitting this number pretty consistently, I believe. Let me just pull this up. So 69, 130, 90, the last three games here. And, it, I mean, these are against some uh, – the Bears. He hits 90 against the Bears, 130 against the, the Eagles. Those are two of the better rushing units. Mm-hmm. We do see a 41, 46 here. Not sure what happened in most games. But uh, Aaron Jones has been increasing his rushing yardages. And then you also like the attempts steady here, 17, 15, 15. So if you tell me he's going to get 15 carries – uh, I mean, you times that by four, it's going to put him right there at 60. So, um, and for the most part, he almost every game he's been over four yards per carry. So that one seems likely to happen. Again, we don't like the odds, but there's if, if you're feeling if, if something resonates, you know, what we've said here, and you want to take the, the minus 134, I'm not going to uh, disagree with you there. Um, Absolutely. And then in terms of receiving numbers, uh, let me refresh that. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be. That looks mm. like Samuel's spot. I think that is, yeah, Curtis Samuel. Let me just refresh this real quick. Oh, we should be, I mean, we probably ought to take something in this Packer game here. Right. So, ooh, that was Mike Davis. No Curtis Samuel on the slate. Am I stupid? Am I missing it? They might, maybe they just took that 42.5 down. Oh. Uh, no, MVS there, 42.5. Yeah, they, no Curtis Samuel. Interesting. All right, so MVS – Last week we saw MVS catch like six for seventy or something. He became more of a possession receiver, which was interesting. So yeah, it was like a. Is that an anomaly or is that like nah? You know, is that the new look? Um, yeah, well, he needs to stack those games together, right? But is, is Lazard perfectly healthy right now? You think after coming back from that core surgery, and then he took that huge hit his first game back. Um, so I'm wondering if he is just kind of you know nursing something right now. In terms of snap counts, he's been increasing his snaps, and he's actually been closing the gap on Marquez Valdez. This was the closest I've seen these two guys since he's returned. He's had our 46 snaps. Right. So there is uh, some positive – like there's some, some good things going for Lazard, but the targets right now, they rolled to Lazard last – or to MVS last week. Sure. So just looking at this, 42.5 seems low, but other than – Last right. week, MVS didn't have a catch for two straight games. So, yeah, it's so weird. I mean, one of those guys is going to hit. I mean, it's who who the targets flow to this week. I don't know. I think we got to pivot. Mike Davis at twenty five and a half. Um, we did see. I mean, McCaffrey hit six for thirty three on them last year, uh, and then kind of like what I was saying, the Packers. They are one of the teams you want to target with the running back. And 
Uh, I do agree that Mike Davis has been slowing down, but I I also noticed because I watched this game pretty heavily last week because I needed Mike Davis to score some touchdowns. Um, but he's been getting a steady amount of carries too. But I did notice he he kind of got some of a little bit of his juice back. So I'm not like calling him burnt out or anything. But five for 42 in the receiving game last week, uh, three for 24 the week before. So if we think he can hit this trend, I think 25 and a half seems low. I don't love it, but um, again, the the way the the way the Packers have been trending on defense. Let me just pull it up real quick. Um, just in terms of yards allowed here, you see. This was a big one last week. So Swift, Carrion, and Adrian Peterson, I mean, only 24, 3, and 7 yards on the ground here. Not a lot of attempts, but those are all really low yards per carry. But then they all hit kind of in the receiving game at at least one play. So 4 for 26 on Swift, 1 for 10 for Carrion Johnson, and 1 for 23 with Adrian Peterson. Um, now, the Eagles didn't throw the ball much to the backs at all. This was a really weird game. And then, the Eagles, man. I mean, just looking at what the Bears did, David Montgomery was able to get five for 40. Ryan Nall caught one for 10. The Colts, Jonathan Taylor, four for 25, three for 31 for Hines. So there's been a trend here where the Packers have been kind of allowing uh, a handful of receiving yards to the back. Uh, but man, Devontae Adams, 87 and a half. Like, if we're going to take one, we might as well take that one, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the hard thing. The lines, the line, you know, the lines are set in a way where I'm just like, the way I see the game trending. You know, nothing really feels too safe. DJ Moore at 61 and a half is a pretty good line. Where's Robbie Anderson at? I mean, 72 and a half for Robbie Anderson. That's DJ Moore at 61 and a half. Yeah, I mean, Robbie's steep. I wish I had a Curtis Samuel line, but yeah, DJ Moore, I mean, probably. I mean, if Carolina needs to play from behind, they're going to be throwing the ball. So you have to think Mike Davis, 25 and a half, DJ Moore, 61 and a half. And then, I mean, you know, Devontae Adams is your safe bet, of course. Um, so I think we hit on all the good ones we like. If you like a Carolina bet, DJ Moore is probably the one at 61 and a half. Um, Mike Davis, 25 and a half. Those are probably two of my favorite on the Carolina side. I do think Robbie Anderson could be an interesting guy there, but uh, he's going to probably be matched up with Kevin King, who's their best. Uh, Kevin King, if you don't know who Kevin King is, he's, he's a tall, lanky cornerback. He's pretty strong. If, if there's a Julio Jones on the field, that's who Kevin King's going to guard. So I think he could limit Robbie Anderson off the top and keep everything pushed low. So I don't like Robbie Anderson's totals here. Uh, as far as Devontae Adams, I mean, the, the dude's been over 100 yards so consistently, probably for like, what, like the last three or four games here. Let me just pull it up. I don't know if he hit 100 yards last week, though. Um, he did. So 115, 121. Chicago Bears team only 61 yards, but 106, another 66, 173. So he's on a trend of, of more than likely being over 100 yards in this one. So minus 118, I think we hit on all the ones we like there. Anything else on this Packer game real quick? Go to reception. I'm click on receptions. Ones. What's Mike Davis receptions at? I don't know. Yeah, that's Steve. Yeah, they like that. Ooh, I over. I was thinking four. I was thinking four catches. Minus 155, that's pretty – Pretty healthy amount of catches, though. So, <laughs> yeah, nothing otherwise. Nothing really stands out there. Let's, let's see what Aaron Jones two touchdowns. There it is, plus two sixty. Not the greatest. Not the greatest. You want over probably plus three hundred to really feel yeah, good about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into that at all. Quickly looking at the Buffalo Bills. 
Yeah, I might throw a unit at the, at Mr. Moss over there. Just throw a little five dollar bill at it. Who knows? Maybe Mr. Moss. Um, but I don't know. I think that wraps up the Packers Bills game. If anyone has any questions, um, Sport Dog, uh, do the two of you offer? What do you What do you need, Sport Dog? Any questions? Starts at stuff. We can go whatever you need. Uh, for the most part, we just talk. Uh, we just talk betting odds and things. But we can also hit on some questions if you got them. Um, so the next game on the list, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor, bust out week, minus 182 to score, though. Ooh. He's going to score. Uh, he's going to score. So he's going to get in there. If you want free money, sure. Um, not the greatest. Let me just, out of curiosity, because it's a weird number, I can't really do the math in my head. Uh, you throw 25 bucks at it, you're going to end up winning 13. So almost half your money back. Um, T.Y., though, at plus 125, is he's on a nice score streak. As you were talking about, T.Y. Hilton plus one twenty-five. He scored four touchdowns in the last three games. I like that. Naheem Hines. I can see him whipping around and catching a wheel route for a touchdown there. Plus one forty-five. I have no interest in betting on any of the Texans to score. I don't know who it would be if it was anybody. Maybe Deshaun Watson rushing touchdown. He did rush for a touchdown the last time they played the, the Colts two weeks ago. So plus two sixty would be the only uh, Texan I'd feel comfortable about. Something. I think the monitor is uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, his status right now is questionable. The last time he missed a game was the uh, Derrick Henry uh, fiesta. Who, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. Of course, he can blow up anytime he wants. But I might be intrigued by uh, taking the over if uh, DeForest doesn't play. Uh, maybe Houston can keep up with the scoring of the Colts. So that could be an interesting situation to monitor. 51 and a half. This game, I think it was 26 to 20 the last time we saw it. Uh, but again, if no Buckner an extra touchdown gets through, and then you're hitting the 52 there. So, um, and the Texans on defense, they're just they're they're done. They're depleted. I mean, um, but as far as touchdown odds, I think it's pretty simple. You can take the free square, Jonathan Taylor. Otherwise, Hilton Hines, probably the two bets that I like the most. Um, don't really feel comfortable with the Texans. Hooks yeah, are Michael Pittman's a little interesting at plus 260. You get some pretty decent odds there. Um, I mean, he's kind of established himself as the clear number two. What about Jacoby on a rushing touchdown? Yeah, I mean, if if they're inside the like the two or three yard line, he's coming in there and he's probably getting at least one rush. Um, he gets that QB sneak. It'll be fun. I could see it. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to get uh, Sport Dog with a question here. Do we offer uh, coverage and advice on the NFL draft for next year? Um, so this is actually the first like year full time I've been doing YouTube videos. I did some last year, but it hasn't been as consistent. Uh, I think at this point I've hit a groove where yes, uh, NFL draft, I will be heavy into it. I'll probably do a lot of draft profiles I'm just looking at rookies. And uh, I'm not, typically we do a pretty big bash for our, our fantasy fellowship group during the draft weekend. So we're not going to be live streaming probably during that weekend, but we'll have coverage all the way up into it. I'll get all the names and all the profiles and things you need there. So we will have a lot of NFL draft talk uh, in the future. So excited about that. Absolutely. We are in a couple dynasty leagues. So we're, we're already looking at those 2021 picks, baby. Got a hit, got a hit on them. Um, so quickly looking at the passing yards, Phil Rivers has been pretty hot. I don't like the 277 and a half though. If it was 255, maybe I'd be interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it's sure. Any Watson? That's nah. No, nothing really there. This this slate, uh, I was looking at it, and it's kind of like it's an interesting slate. I mean, it's like you you kind of know what's going to happen, but 
you know, you just expect it's, it's, it feels like an expected week, but you know, we're going to get the unexpected. It always happens. Not interested in the passing touchdowns here. Um, two and a half for, for rivers. I feel, if it was one and a half, I'd be interested, but I can't, uh, I can't, uh, yeah, it's healthy that. for rushing Jonathan Taylor, 72 and a half. The people are hitting it. Wow. Five. Mm, he's gonna, he's, he's hitting it guys. If you want another free square money spot, I think Jonathan Taylor is the guy. Yeah, he's a smash this week. Snag. Just, I mean, minus 155. It's just, for, you know, you got the units. I mean, the Texas player units, man. It's they like the most rushing yards in the league. And, I mean, we see Jonathan, or David Montgomery hit 113 last week. Jonathan Taylor did hit 91 on only 13 carries two weeks ago. Uh, AP and carry on combined had a pretty nice day. Uh, nothing really happened here in, in New England. Chubb and Hunt went ham. James Robinson, 99. Jamal Williams, 77. Uh, and then, of course, Derrick Henry, 212. I think that was the game without Buckner, though, if I remember correctly. Um, but Jonathan Taylor, it's it's a, a pretty beaten up odds number here, but I, I feel comfortable enough for him to hit 72 and a half. He hit 91 on 13 carries two weeks mm-hmm. ago. So if you like that one, um, not the best odds, but it's it's very likely to happen. That's why it's not the best odds. Um, so passing numbers real quick. T.Y. Hilton, we've been loving him. He's at 63 and a half. Does that intrigue you? If you're if you're if I'm gonna take a TY on this week, a 63 and a half or a touchdown. Give me the touchdown pass. I think I like the touchdown. I mean, I can see like four to five catches, anywhere from like 50 to 70 yards, and then the score potential there. <clears throat> so so yeah. If we had to pick our favorite bet from this game, you want to say favorite or safest? You know, like something that's going to win you money. Yeah, no, we want money. I mean, JT at minus one fifty-five. You know, at seventy-two and a half feels like a, a very safe thing. Minus one eighty-two on the touchdown. I, I'm going to say, give me the rushing number. <clears throat> Even though it is minus one fifty-five, we need to kind of diversify our our list here. So we're up. We're over. Two running, two rookie running backs this week. That's kind of cool. Um, rookies. rookies are getting hot this time of year. They're not like you said. They're not rookies anymore. So I want to work my way backwards with this one. We'll be probably a little quick about Jaguars and the Ravens uh, as far as rushing props. Real quick, J.K. Dubins sixty-seven and a half. James Robinson's low sixty-three and a half. And then Lamar's been just ridiculous the last couple games. Sixty-two mm-hmm. and a half seems low. I like all three of these. Yeah, so do I. I mean, which one do you choose? Uh, you know, it's a it's a home game for the Ravens, and they are just looking to win out every single game. I think they're just going to ground and pound, smash. I think Lamar has just been playing out of his mind. Uh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins at sixty-seven and a half feels pretty good. It definitely could be his. Yes, he, he hit a hundred yards yet. He's got that first hundred yard game. I think he did earlier in the season. He hit one ten. Yeah, he um, so I mean, they're they're giving him the ball now. They're starting to integrate him in the offense. Gus Edwards might be getting the touchdowns, but guess what? When you bet the rushing yards, you don't need touchdowns. Um, Three straight games of the touchdown. Yeah, that's that's spicy. It's spicy. Got 70, 71, and fifty three. The Cleveland game was a little bit tough, but uh, but he did he got in the end zone. That's interesting. Pull up the opportunity report real quick. Um, so you do see Dobbins. Again, dominating the snaps, guys. Thirty-seven to sixteen to six to one. Mark Ingram snap. Mark Ingram, make the rest in peace. Jeez. Thirty-seven snaps for J.K. Dobbins, though. 
But Gus Edwards, when he's in, he's getting the ball. So there is that. Right. At this point, get the rookies to run. 67 and a half. I guess I would be interested. Why don't I just bump over to the touchdowns real quick and see what those are at? Because they're probably going to be some positive odds. Everyone's positive in this game except a Lamar rushing touchdown. So Dobbins plus 120, J-Rob plus 125. Those are kind of fun. Again, are we betting on more rookie running backs right now? Are we clicking these? Yeah, I mean, the rookie running backs are hitting right now. J.K. Dobbins to score in his fourth straight game. Or do we take the Gus bus at plus 200? Yeah. yeah. I like my guys that play snaps. The snaps make me feel more comfortable. There's a touchdown potential there. I mean, Dobbins did score his touchdown late in that game against Cleveland. Um, With what you just said, you said snaps. Which makes me right. Yeah, I mean, that's true as well. Coming off the field. And with Gardner Minshew back, I'm open to a little bit of more energy out of the, the Jaguars offense. And then the one thing that I have noticed too is just because I'm, I'm just always looking at this stuff here on FFA. I mean, Chubb and Hunt got four touchdowns last week. Four. Two each. No. And running backs have been actually somewhat successful against the Ravens. You see 82 yards for, for Chubb, 33 for Hunt. And then Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, 77 and 22. Benny Snell, Benny freaking Snell hit 60. Um, and then, of course, Derrick Henry going to do what he does. Damian Harris, 121. Uh, and the Colts all combined for, you know, roughly almost 80 yards there. So there is the opportunity because we know James Robinson's getting 90-plus percent of this backfield. Um, the odds for him, I think, to get the touchdown, plus 125. Yeah, he got, and he got robbed last week. last week. Yeah. Two touchdowns called back on penalties. I mean, if they're near the red zone, he's going to get some touches. Plus 125, I like it. And then I also like Mark Andrews this week to score a touchdown. I think it's a Mark Andrews week in general. I think he's going to score early. I'd like to see his number, his other, you know, his receiving yards, his receptions, because I think that there's a big opportunity for Mark Andrews. It's not on the list. Especially with, uh, isn't Marquise Brown kind of? He's leaning towards playing. I think yeah, they activate him today from the COVID list. So he might play, but then the question is, you know, how effective is he going to be? Um, you know, I think Lamar Lamar knows what he's got in Mark Andrews. Late in the game last week, who was he looking at? He was looking at Mark Andrews. In the end zone, he looks at Mark Andrews. And so if we don't get the receiving yards there, we we'll probably don't have any because of the Marquise Brown news. So, uh, I mean, I'll take a touchdown. I'll be looking at those yardage numbers in the morning or whenever they get posted. Um, I don't know Mark Andrews if there's a reception number there. I'd probably take the over. If if Marquise is active, maybe do you wait on the Mark Andrews call because his odds might go more in our favor. Yeah, yeah they might. I, I don't think the touchdown will change, but um, I don't. I, those numbers, I don't know how often they change the touchdown numbers. That could be interesting to, to look at. But um, yeah, I would. I would definitely be. I'll be, you know, bookmarking Mark Andrews numbers. I did want to point out with I've been saying this on my show the last like week and a half with Mark Andrews. Ever since Nick Boyle went on IR with his uh, season-ending injury, Mark Andrews has been super steady. He's had three really great games as far as uh, receiving targets, catches. Let me just pull up his numbers real quick. It, it he kind of needed Nick Boyle to to vacate and give him opportunity. So you're going to see nine, seven, and six targets the last three games, seven, five, and five for receptions. And then his yardages have just, you know, gone way up. 
So he actually had his best three. The last three games have been his highest three totals all season, 61, 96, and 78. You see here the next closest, he's had 58, 57, 56. But all of a sudden, Mark Andrews is looking like, like he's back, you know. And, and there's also uh, a correlation to Lamar Jackson like kind of returning to his MVP form that we've seen the last couple games. So Mark Andrews, definitely a guy I'm super interested in. Um, I think we took the James Robinson. We'll come back and we'll, we'll maybe look at the, the Mark Andrews touchdown if we need to fill out our stat sheet here. I mean, not to mention the Jags are just one of the worst teams against tight ends. I mean, they, they're they brutal. I mean, yeah, great. Um, so they have allowed five. You're, you're right. on Baltimore. You're on Baltimore. Bad. Um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's allowed 10 touchdowns to the tight end all year. <laughs> Jeff Swain caught one last week, guys. Okay. Um, so that could be a, something to fall into. Make sure you start Mark Andrews in fantasy formats for sure. Uh, Lions, Titans, real quick. Derrick Henry's going to score touchdowns. It's just a matter of how many touchdowns. Minus one, uh, minus 335. Is it A.J. Brown touchdown? Minus 106. Corey yeah. Day, 140. Yeah, I mean, minus 106 is pretty good. The Lions have been beaten up all year. John Smith plus 250. Can't trust it. Ryan Tannehill rushing touchdown, maybe plus 300. I can see that happening. Plus 150, DeAndre Swift. That he was, looked like he was finally back last week. And the Titans defense is nothing really to get nervous about. Um, yeah, no. The Titans have allowed 10 rushing touchdowns, five receiving. This fits DeAndre Swift for me. Um, if we're going to bet on one, I, I like this one at 150. But, again, <clears throat> we're just diving into these rookie running backs. Kind of cool. Yeah, what's going on? I, I If you told me that Stafford was going to play and be good, I like TJ Hawk this week. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are the worst team against the tight end, looking at it from a tight end perspective. You know, and there's really no one else in Detroit that's going to keep up. Uh, the problem is Stafford's not healthy. I feel like it's going to be a heavy run, run game for Detroit. They're going to try and – limit Tennessee. Are they going to have success? Probably not. But. Then when they do drop back to pass, Stafford's getting the ball rid of – he's getting rid of it quick. So that's going to favor Swift and Hawkinson probably the most. Um, yeah, I mean, you know Derrick Henry is going to get his work in. And, and Swift also got the goal line carry last week for the touchdown against Green Bay. So yeah, he did. intrigues me there. Do you want to do you want to look at any of the, the rushing and receiving here real quick? I'm not, yeah, I mean, we, we know where this game is going. It's not, they don't even have anything on that game, so we can't look at it because they're waiting to see about Stafford. Yeah, Stafford. So we'll quickly pivot to the next game here real quick, and that's going to be – what do we got? Seattle-Washington. Interesting. DK Metcalf, plus 100 to score. We're probably never going to see plus odds for him to score a touchdown again. Can he do it? Yeah, probably. Plus 135, Chris Carson. What is going on? I mean, I – Seattle's defense, man, or uh, Washington. Washington's, it's, it's a good defense. I mean, it's they don't allow touchdowns, man. Look at yeah, like I mean, look at the points allowed the last few weeks. Six rushing touchdowns, fifteen points, seventeen, sixteen, nine. That's pretty good. I mean, Jeff Wilson found the end zone last week, um, but Swift. other than that, it hasn't been since Swift and Goldman. So not a lot of. Maybe we'll look at some of his receiving totals once we get there. But Terry McLaurin plus two seventy five with Dwayne Haskins, interesting. He hasn't seen in a while. He's due. Yeah, yeah, two seventy five is a pretty good number. But if you had to ask me, 
Who's give me one player that will score in this game? Yeah, it's it's probably DK or it's Chris Carson for me. I mean, okay. So we'll uh, we'll keep those in our brain for now. I want to just quickly let's just poke at the 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 receiving numbers here. Metcalf seventy two and a half. People are are betting in the over on that one at minus one forty three. Lockett is just incredibly difficult to trust right now. He's at sixty one and a half. McLaurin sixty nine and a half. He's been super bust lately the last two games, but he gets Dwayne Haskins back, so that could be really good for his target numbers and just. I mean, Haskins drop backs. He's he's looking for McLaurin probably more often than not. So I do like McLaurin. Um, Carson nineteen and a half seems yeah, low. That seems under twenty for him. I mean, when he plays, he's usually picking up a couple catches. Um, yeah, I mean, DK Metcalf is you know Washington's they, they're good against receivers, but against number ones, they have been pretty pretty exposed. Yeah, there you go. I mean, so he's hit it two weeks in a row with. And the six and the five targets, I think I care I care more about this number than I do the actual outcome mm-hmm. um, because five, six, seven, and six. In the games that he's hit five-plus targets, he's been, he's been over that 19-and-a-half number in all the games here. So only one, two, three, only three games on the season he's been under 20 yards. So, yeah, I like that number. Hanging fruit here, our first non-rookie running back. There you go. Let's check it. Chris Carson. Could Do we be. like Terry at needing to hit 70 yards? I'd rather take his touchdown prop of plus 275. Um, I think I agree with you there. 18. Same with DK Metcalf. Not interested in that. I'd rather take the touchdown odds. Uh, we've had a growing trend here lately of taking the touchdown odds. For some reason, uh, touchdown odds are almost always positive, whereas these these yardage props are a little bit easier to hit, so they're more less money to make there. Um both teams feature some pretty solid run defense units here. I'm not sure I'm comfortable betting on anybody here. Carson's pretty high at 65 and a half. Um, give, me the, give me the receiving number there. Jamie McKish is 44 and a half. Part, Peyton Barber at 35. Yeah, I don't know about that. What was JD McK- What was his uh, receiving at McKish? JD McKissick, 27 and a half. He didn't uh, hit this last week, though. Um, but he. Did he hit the receptions though? I think he's just a guy who like he might not get a lot of yards, but he gets the receptions. That's my favorite. One of he's my favorite things. He's nineteen Hines, man. Yeah. Um, three and a half. People huh. do it. I, I four. Te- if you tell me four catches, I think I'd like that number. That's a pretty good number. Um, he Metcalf five and a half. That's interesting. Pocket five and a half. Hold that plus I mean, look at Carson, two and a half. There are, people are pounding the over, but they're not hitting the yardage. So, I mean, that's just, yeah, minus one call. Doesn't make sense. I'll be locking that in. <laughs> I guess we have six bet slips so far filled out. If we had to take one of those touchdown odds real quick, I mean, I don't know how you don't take DK Metcalf with plus 100 odds. Um, yeah, he's a fun guy to cheer for, too, so. And he's not. He, I think he's proving that he's not a one-trick pony. Like he had, like right. the yard touchdown last week too. And he's showing that he can develop into different routes. So I do like Metcalf to score. We got a super. We got a super special. Uh, super special John Heffern on this week. The two seventy-five on Terry McLaurin. Terry. Terry qualifies. Where did That's two seventy-five? I think that qualifies as a John Heffern on special. And with the Dwayne Haskins connection back in the fold, that. Uh, 
that could actually bode pretty well for Terry. And oh, I, I forgot with Hassan's back. Maybe the matchup we've been picking on Seattle all year. I know they've tightened up of late, but Terry is Dunlop back. Is what? Is Carlos Dunlop back or is he still? Um, I don't think he is back. Let me see the practice reports. Oops, clicked on the wrong thing. Game day decision. So something to watch. Just curious, did he get any limiteds in? So he got a limited on Friday. That's a good sign that he will play. Um, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, but again, if you get a, if you get one limited in during the week, your chances of going up to play are pretty good. Um, but uh, let's move on to the Bucks Falcons. We're going on about forty-five minutes here. I don't know how much time you have left to hang out today, Jesse. Uh, so we'll kind of pick up the pace, maybe. Um, Mike Evans plus one twenty, Calvin Ridley one thirty-five. Gronk, 165. Godwin, Chris Goodwin at plus 190. Any Bucks receivers stick out? Yeah, I mean, I keep wanting the Bucks game to be like the shootout of the week. I keep coming to it, hoping it pays off in DFS. And, you know, last week it just didn't come to fruition. But Atlanta's another team where, you know, it's a pass funnel and things can get going. I mean, there's no Julio, so that kind of limits the upside, I think, of the points this week. But, uh, I mean, I think on the other end, the Bucks can do it. They can be exposed. Uh, is it Ronald Jones is kind of banged up, is he not? Ronald Jones has a broken pinky and is also on the COVID list. I, I'm pretty sure so he's, he's out. out. That means he got Lenny Fournette back there. You know, maybe Keyshawn Vaughn gets his first crack. Keyshawn Vaughn touched on anybody? Whoa. You got a permit for that? Oh, plus 700. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he got, um, I'd have to see his snaps real quick. I don't think he got in the game much at all last week. No, I mean, with with Rojo and Lenny, it's kind of – I mean, Lenny, was was he a, a healthy scratch last week? Uh, he wasn't a healthy scratch. They just held him out. I don't think he's anything serious, but uh, it's looking pretty good now because he's coming in fresh. And uh, essentially, I think LaShawn McCoy is still going to be pesky there for, for Keyshawn Vaughn, but they did get him a rushing attempt, and we've seen Vaughn catch a touchdown earlier – I can't remember what game it was, but really early on in the season, Vaughn did catch a touchdown. So yeah. maybe a small little little dabble there at Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, but yeah, for I the think side, like Calvin Ridley, if Atlanta's going to score, it's Calvin Ridley, right? Yeah, if they're yeah if they're going to get in there, I mean, you know, maybe Todd Gurley just kind of bumbles his way into a friggin' touchdown. But uh, it's probably Calvin Ridley. Gronk at one sixty five is pretty interesting. Atlanta's, you know, another one of those teams that you can kind of you know, throw to tight ends quite a bit and have some success. Yeah, and we got Sport Dog in the chat saying uh, Matt Matt Stafford's preparing to play, so that's going to be interesting for yeah, that's, that's going to make us like DeAndre Swift a little more too. Absolutely, yes. So I like Gronk at 165. Godwin 190 is pretty uh, – That seems pretty low, man. Very nice as well. Let me just take a peek, see at these uh, receiving yards – you know what? I, I, one thing I want to note is that Mike Evans needs a pretty decent amount of yardage to get the thousand again for to tie or break Randy Moss's record. And Brady just seems like one of those guys that like keeps note of like the records and what people need. Big and, uh, Wednesday. I, I I think yeah, we don't get wow we don't get Bucks numbers. I don't know. Calvin Ridley eighty and a half. They're betting it at minus one twenty four. I don't love it. I'd rather take his touchdown odds there. Pretty simple evaluation I think here. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't get the box. I would like Mike Evans if he was like sixty upper sixties. I'd be taking Mike Evans. Todd Gurley's at thirty and a half rushing yards. So wow. Yeah, Can you even take it? People are taking the under on that. Don't let your friends play Todd Gurley. Um, what's up with Tampa Bay? Are they just waiting to see what's up with Rojo? I don't know why though. It's not like he determines the offense. Like is something is Brady? I don't, I don't think anything's going on with Brady. I'm confused. I mean, there's going to be points <clears throat> to have in Tampa Bay as far as touchdown odds. I think we kind of highlighted all the ones that we liked. Um, Calvin Ridley's the favorite for the Falcons uh, versus Evans, Gronk, and Godwin. Those would be the three, I think, for the Bucks. I, I'd probably lean with Godwin at plus 190. It seems like he's due for a touchdown. Um, just And he's also got the best the, the best money potential odds there, too. Um, so we'll move quickly on to the Patriots. Dolphins, do we have to? Uh, can we skip this one? Damian uh, Harris just declared out for the game. Mm, yeah, I did. Can we jump on here? Is Sony uh, Michelle Day? Is it Sony Michelle at plus 160? It's probably just Cam Newton taking every single rush for himself. <laughs> yeah, I. to be honest, man, I don't know if we need to talk about this game. I think this is going to be like 13 to 7. 13 it's going to be a gross game. Do not get excited about it. Lynn Bowden at 325. Hmm. Probably not throwing anything at this game. Mike Osecki's banged up. Let's go on to the next meal. Bears, Vikings, Dalvin Cook minus two hundred, Thielen one hundred six, A Rod plus one fifteen, Monty with plus one thirty five. He's been on a touchdown streak, and you also got Jefferson plus one thirty five, Cole Komet two twenty five. I think Jimmy Graham is trending towards not playing. Oh, if Jimmy doesn't play, I like, I, we definitely have to take a peek at Cole Komet. He's been trending upwards. I think they're trying to get him more involved and he's him up. Like the snaps, like he's the last three games I've seen Cole Komet in the opportunity report over Jimmy Graham. And then with Smith, we know Kyle Rudolph's already been ruled out at plus 300. That could be one of your, your stone cold, extra spices, uh, plus 300 there. That's yeah, Irv, man. Irv could be one of those guys. If you're in a, if in a league and you're one of the teams without a good tight end, Irv Smith is a good streamer for this, for this week. And just because um, I know the stereotype Chicago defense, very good, right? Very good. Very strong. They allow tight ends to score. They've allowed nine touchdowns to tight ends so far this season. 74 catches, 762 yards. That's like if that's one tight end in fantasy, like that's monster seasons. They've been allowing a tight end one all season long here. If I quick filter by uh by PPR mm-hmm. points here, you're gonna see a trend here. Jordan Aikens dropped a touchdown. I think the maybe the sun got him. Like that's what easiest touchdown of the freaking week. But uh 15.4 to, to Hawkinson. Tunyon, 10.7. Kyle Rudolph, 10.3. Uh, Johnu Smith, 11.2. Jared Cook, 16.1. Everett, 12.8. So there's a huge trend here. Uh, the Bears uh, allow quite a bit of tight end yards and points. So maybe, maybe Herb Smith, maybe Cole Komet here could be fun too for the Bears. I like it. I mean, Allen Robinson, this game, this could be, could this be a sneaky shootout game here? I don't know. It kind of feels like, like a it. shootout or a rock fight. Um, <laughs> David Montgomery, 135. I mean, the man's – what does the man got to do to earn some respect? Let's look at um, some of the inner workings of this game. Yeah, I, I kind of like this game. I'm, I'm seeing some good numbers. So, Monty, 60.5. He's been over that, I think, probably for three or four straight games. Dalvin Cook, 97.5. Um, you feel good about taking that? It's the Bears. 
I'm getting nervous about Dalvin Cook, man. He, they've been just pounding him with carries, and it seems like at least one time per game you have to hold your breath if you're a Dalvin Cook owner or better where he might he comes not. out for a couple plays every game where it's like, is he coming back in? Please come back in. So I'm 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 more interested in the 16 and a half. That seems like a pretty pretty easy number there for our guy Monty to hit. And then just out of curiosity, I'll pull up his. Plus, Kirk Cousins has been playing good football as well. So like when he's playing good, he kind of ride those hot streaks. So Monty, the last three games again: 113, 72, 103. Um, but four touchdowns, three games. I mean, it sucks because he didn't play against. Um, he didn't get to play against the Vikings when they did on that one primetime game. That was the Ryan Nall uh, end of Nick Foles. You remember that? That was the end of Nick Foles, yeah. basically. So that game was just a train wreck for the Bears. Brutal. Uh, Brutal. Easy the low point of the Bears season there. But Montgomery <laughs> at 60.5, I could be interested in that. Let's just take a quick look because we like the, the receiver talent in this one quite a bit. Um Thielen, 65 and a half. Thielen only had like 42 or 43 yards the last time these two teams played, but he did have the two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson went off on this one for 160-something. If I'm going to take a yardage prop here, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, we don't get an Irv Smith, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson, man, seems like he picks his teams he wants to pop against, and the Bears are going to be one of them in his career. So he didn't hit last week for us 39 yards, but I mean, otherwise, what's this number at again? 67 and a half. Are you kidding me? Um, 121, 70, 86, and then here it is, 135 against Chicago on 10 targets. So essentially, he doubled up there at the 67 and a half. That feels kind of like low hanging fruit, doesn't it? Feels pretty good. Yeah. Under 70 for Justin Jefferson. I think it's one that you are going to take the over on more than not. So let's take a let's take a look uh, rookie receiver this time around. Um, look at all the rookies. Um, I don't feel. I mean, Allen Robinson's probably going to get over his seventy yards. It's minus one thirty four. Uh, but what I didn't like is they limited Robinson last time. These two teams played. Um, I think Robinson was like under fifty or sixty yards. Yeah, like you said, though, is that a game where we can really? No, Nick Foles. I mean, this was a, this was the rock fight version of this game, the thirteen to nineteen. In the last three weeks, he's been looking pretty good. I mean, the Bears defense, Bears since Trubisky's come in, the Bears offense has kind of been a different beast. Um, right. You know, he gives him a different threat. I just think he's better than Nick Foles. You know, I know people give Trubisky shit, but I just think he's a he gives more options for fantasy. Maybe better fantasy quarterback is the way to say it. You know, he prevents more of a threat for fantasy. Right. So I do like. Uh, if I had to bet on on one of the games here, but it's it's kind of betting. I mean, at minus one thirty four, people are kind of diving into it. So I think I'd rather take the lower number and the better odds here for Justin yeah. Jefferson. I mean, he missed for us last time. I, he owes he owes us. Um. So let's kind of quickly go back to the touchdown odds. How do you collapse these? There you go. Yeah. There we go. Does it stay? If it stays, that would be really. That's what I'm hoping for because I'm sick of scrolling. <laughs> Um, Why don't we try this sooner? <laughs> I, I clicked on it by accident. So, uh, 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Jeff Wilson, plus 140. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Raheem Mostert's going to play at plus 115, but we do we have two weeks straight of data. Jeff Wilson is the goal line back. Yes. Frustrates the hell out of me, but it is what it is. Can um, you even start Raheem Mostert in your leagues? 
question for you. Me and my brother in our keeper touchdown league, we have Mostert, Wilson, and Mike Davis. We got to throw two at the wall. Who sticks? I mean, Mike Davis, you know, I think you got to play. Man, Mostert or Wilson? So you're telling me which one in a non-PPR is the guy? Well, Mostert gets the yards. Wilson gets the touchdowns. Does Mostert break off a 20-plus yard touchdown? It's, I can see it in my mind's That's eye. The Cowboys. I mean, look at the Cowboys. I'm, you know, I just had flashbacks to Antonio Gibson on Thanksgiving. Exactly. You don't want to miss that. And Raheem is the type of guy that yes. as you count him out. He's a home run hitter. Home run hitter. So me and my brother, we have been discussing, do we start Mostert and Jeff Wilson? Do we fade the Mike Davis this week? Hmm. I don't think you can fade the usage. Ugh. We'll worry about that one later. But I don't. You can't. I mean, Mike Davis is coming off a good week. I don't think you can fade Mike Davis. I'm not betting on any Dallas Cowboys touchdown prop here. If there was a 49ers prop that I do like, it's Wilson or maybe Brandon Ayuk. But I think we're gonna probably uh, we're probably gonna care more about these receiving props here. Let me just keep. Oh, this this might stick. I'm hoping this sticks. Um, we'll just look at us. We're learning things. Week 15, where we're, we're we're bettering. The viewers, where we want. <laughs> and okay. ourselves. Brandon Ayuk, seventy-four and a half. This guy has been probably the hottest receiver, not named Devonte Adams or Tyree Kill of late. That's an alpha man. And the receiving, like the the usage, sixteen targets last week, nine, fourteen, eleven, seven. He's been over. What is this number again? Seventy-four. And a half. The man's been over seventy-five yards. Are at it for five straight weeks. Is this going to happen? When he plays, he gets the money. I'll, I'll take I, I like it. Brandon Ayuk, 74 and a half. We love rookies. Apparently, we're all in the rookie, rookie prop cast. Um, I did want to quickly reach out. We got a couple things in the chat room. I think tomorrow uh, I'll go live around 10 o'clock a.m. So I'm not going to do a show today. Uh, but yeah, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I think that's going to be the one. Uh, that will get a lot of questions and, and answers in there for you guys. And then Aiden, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out. You got a start sick question for us real quick. Pick three, Cole Beasley, Devontae Adams, Marvin Jones, Kiki, Cutie, Corey Davis, Jerry, Judy, Tim, Patrick, Marquise Brown. Well, you know you're getting Devontae in there, so it's a matter of pick two from the rest of the group. Jesse, does anything uh, make sense to you? I'm, I'm out on Marvin Jones. Uncertainty on quarterback situation. I'm probably out on Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, so that leaves uh, Beasley, Kuti, Davis, and Marquise Brown. I think I, think I like. Cole. I think it's Cole. I I think it's Cole and Corey Davis. I think that those are the two. Before you said anything, I was going to say Beasley and Davis feel the best. Yeah, Kiki Cutie though, man. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's go over to our favorite site, Stat Muse here, and uh, let me just show you something here from the boy Kiki Cutie versus the Colts. This is the one team that he he's binged twice against here. So eight for 141 two weeks ago, 11 for 109. This was a rookie record for a debut game, 11 for 109. So he's, he's hit twice against the Colts. Uh, but again, that was 2018. That's uh, a different Colts team for sure. I mean, Colts team, but this eight for 141. He a banger this year. Is that, uh, I don't know, Aiden, if this is PPR league, does that make you lean towards a guy like, 
Kiki Cutie over uh, a guy like Corey Davis? Because we know Davis in that game script, probably not a lot of passing. So yeah, I think I'm, you're right. I think Corey Davis is low volume this week. I think QT is going to need to get the volume, which I think could be there. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, mean, I think we're going to go with uh, with Cole Beasley. I'm looking for that one uh, that one picture. Where is it? I have that picture on my phone where Cole Beasley's sitting at the reception desk for office. Um, don't see it there, but yeah, he's Pam essentially. He is the receptionist. So. Um, but anyways, we're going to go with Devontae, probably Cole Beasley. And I think we're going Kiki over Corey Davis. And it is PPR, so that does make sense. Yep. All right. Have a good rest of your day, Sport Dog. Enjoy the games. We'll talk, yeah, sport dog. We'll talk to you tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Central. Uh, anyways, if you guys do have more questions, we're, we're going on about an hour here. Jesse, I don't know what you got for time. Um, yeah, probably got like 15 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, anything else on this 49ers-Cowboys game? Like, for as far as game script, we know Mostert and Wilson are going to be the bow cows. We know Ayuk's going to be the racehorse that gets all the, the yards. And then for the Cowboys side, like, I don't even want to waste my breath on it. It's like, Do we have a Tony Pollard rushing yardage? What about a Tony Pollard touchdown prop? I don't know if I trust the Cowboys to score against San Francisco. Um, yards here. Oh, look at this. Dude, no, we don't. It's stuck. Look what at about, look what's at, the touchdown? I just, um, see how we, we minimized all these games here? That's beautiful. Works for all the bars. So no Tony Pollard, no Tony Pollard here. No Jeff Wilson either. That's interesting. But, yeah, wow, people are betting them over on Raheem, minus 137. I think Raheem's going to get – I mean, if you're happy with 80 yards, 8 points in a non-PPR, that's not – I mean, that's pretty reasonable, right? Mm, I got thinking to do <laughs> – I just don't think you can sit Mike Davis for Jeff Wilson. Ah, that's the plum. That's tough. So it's yeah. mm, they didn't do this for the touchdown odds, unfortunately. I have to unclick all these again. Um, but for touchdown odds again, we like Raheem. We like Jeff Wilson. Give us Wilson. I think can we click Wilson here at plus one forty or no? We can probably. I mean, you got some conviction on that one. So if you're feeling the strong conviction on that, you can. You know. I just I could just see it, man, with the way Brandon Ayuk's playing and the yeah. most breaks one 30 yard run. Uh, the next play, Brandon Ayuk, 22 yard pass. All of a sudden, they're at the eight yard line. Mostert comes out. Wilson crawls onto the field, pops out of a, a manhole, and <laughs> just just trolls into the end zone. So, greens. Mm, I'll click it. We might click out of it later, but uh, looks like we only got. Two more games here. Ooh, we got a handful of games yet. Uh, we're going to ignore the Jets side. Cam Akers to score, minus 148. Don't love it. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Sure. I don't really want to bet on anything in this Rams game, though. This game could go so many different ways. Uh, Sam Darnold against the Rams. I'm afraid of that one. He's going to be seeing ghosts. I'm, I'm fading all Jets. On the Rams side of the ball, it's probably a Cam Akers day. Uh, what's his – what are his yardage looking like? Minus 148 to score. I mean, we got enough touchdown props. Eight and a half. People like it at minus 122. I like it. I mean, it's probably a fair number. I, I think we have stronger bets on here that we, we feel good about. Plus, we probably have enough rookie running backs on our list for this week. You can never have enough. Um 
So I'm okay. I'm okay skipping that game. The Rams are probably gonna just do their thing. All right. So I've been painting a picture. Been painting a really messy picture. There's no bias at all in this. But this layout. There's a slight bias, but it's not all Jalen Hurts bias because I can guarantee you the Cardinals are one of the teams that run the most plays in a game. 70 plays, fast-paced team, right? All of a sudden, you're playing a different Eagles team with Jalen Hurts, running quarterback. That's a much faster-paced team. I have a feeling this game's going to, if you had to tell me which game's going to have the most snaps and the most wild potential for scores, I think Eagles-Cardinals could get out of hand. Darius Slay is out, so I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. Hopkins um, I, I do think Arizona... And also Chase Edmonds has been limited all week. I don't think he practiced yesterday. I can double-check that if we need to. But Edmonds, not at 100%. So Kenyon Drake, love it. Kyler Murray, love it. DeAndre Hopkins, beautiful. I think those three guys are going to have it quite a day against the Eagles' defense. But then you have this, this, what do we have here with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts? And Miles Sanders all of a sudden coming back into our good graces. Uh, and then the tight ends, Goddard, Ertz. I don't love uh, anybody there to catch a touchdown besides Goddard. Uh, but for the most part, I think my take on this game has been all week that this is going to be a very fast-paced game. Um, it should have a high point total. And I just think the way the Cardinals and the Eagles are both in uh, elimination mode right now, this game, uh, it, it really excites me. I don't know if you have any takes on it, but I guess it, it, is my thinking going in the right direction here? Yeah, two mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Murray has not been rushing as much, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Hurts outrush uh, Murray this week. You know, but the Eagles' defense has been beaten up pretty badly the last couple of weeks. No Darius Slay, so who's on Hopkins? I mean, you can't really you can't really trust anything there. I mean, even Christian Kirk could finally maybe refine some of his form he had earlier in the year. So we know Kyler Murray's been dinged up with his shoulder AC sprain thing going on, but last week. He rushed the ball 13 times, 47 yards. So I'm assuming he's feeling much better. I think he heard that in the Seattle Seahawks game. It's been almost a full month since then. So I'm assuming that injury doesn't concern me much anymore. And this is a trend here that we could see continue where we see Kyler Murray back into this eight, nine double digit carries per game here. So I, again, I, I think the pace of this game could be kind of wild. Um, and then I did want to, I guess, before we get into the touchdowns here, maybe we should look at the rushing numbers here because I think we got both quarterbacks pretty interested in them. Murray at 48 and a half, a little high. Hurts at 57 and a half. Holy crap. Uh, but I like it. Kenyon Drake going up against the Eagles, solid run defense. I guess that's the best part of the Eagles defense. But Aaron Jones proved to us that you can, you can bust one. And then Miles Sanders at 61 and a half. Anything here? Are those those rushing numbers just a little too high? But Hurts, man, at fifty-seven and a half. Whew. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's one sample of Jalen Hurts, and it's, it's been over hundred yards, and Sanders hit over hundred yards. So, what what do we get on encore? Do we get the same or more or less? Or does, is Arizona kind of, you know, they got some tape now? They're gonna maybe try and do some things defensively to limit that, or is it still early where Hurts can kind of take advantage of that? Um, I know the Eagles have been trying to take the Oklahoma packages that Hurts played and kind of incorporate them to kind of fit his game. We know that um, that's what Doug likes to do. He, you know, he plays to his, his guy's strengths. So it could be fun. I mean, it could be a fun end of the year here for the Eagles. Here's another interesting angle in this Eagles-Cardinals game. Both 
former Oklahoma Sooner quarterbacks. That's fun. I'm assuming, I'm assuming they're both pretty good friends as well. This could be a, a anything you can do, I can do better type of situation. Um, so I'm I, I'm super interested in the competitive competitiveness of this game. Uh, both again match mirroring styles on offense essentially, and both really fast paced teams. And then you're looking down here at the receiving totals. Again, we, we prefer the rushing numbers here. Goddard at 36 and a half seems low. He's been getting that. He had four for 43 last week with Hertz. I'm not trusting any of the Eagles receivers. No Hopkins. No Hopkins, which is messed up because I was going to say, oh, where's Hopkins? I want Hopkins in this one. Um, but I can't, I can't I can't take any of these receiving overs. Although Kenyon Drake, we know Chase Edmonds banged up. Ten and a half, Kenyon Drake. Hmm? I like it. Hmm. Larry Fitzgerald back too. I mean, 31 and a half. He had a pretty good stretch there for a while. Drake got 10 yards last week, nine the week before, but a 15 and a 31 doesn't feel great, but we know Chase Edmonds is, is hurting a little bit. So maybe that seems like a good one there. Uh, I did want to get to a question in the chat room real quick from Gerald Cortez. Uh, he's asking DeAndre Swift or Man uh, Miles Sanders. I'm hoping that's Miles Sanders, not Emmanuel. Uh, Swift or Sanders? Any thoughts? Oh man, that's a that's a good one, and I'm thinking I'm leaning DeAndre Swift here. I think we're gonna see a big volume usage game out of him, and he's the kind of guy that can like if you give him 25 carries, how many of those plays can he? You know, that's just giving him opportunities to bust a big one. I think he's a home run hitter, and I think the Titans have been exposed multiple times. The matchup is pretty prime there, and we know Stafford's dinged up. You gotta assume. They're going to go heavy run, and if they do decide to pass, it's quick passing to Swift and probably Hawkinson. So I think I agree with the DeAndre Swift call there. Uh, and then um, Sport Dog asking about J.K. Dobbins' stats as a receiver out of the backfield since Gus Edwards has been known to score a rushing touchdowns. So with Gus Edwards, it's well, not good. weird last week because Gus Edwards scored both of his touchdowns from kind of far out, like they were both like fifteen plus yard runs. Um, so that, I mean, it'd be nice to see what they do when they actually get on the one yard line and see who the back is. But for the most part, we haven't seen any catches out of JK Dobbins the last two weeks. And what we do know before though, based on the whole season, looking at the whole tree here, he is the one that is going to catch passes. So if there is a, a spot for a, a receiving touchdown from a running back, it would be JK Dobbins, but, um, not the not the best situation to bank on Dobbins catches in this one, I think. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a 50-50 shot on if he catches three balls, I would say. Um, did we want to take anything in this Eagles game? Yeah, I wish I had Hopkins line because I'd be intrigued. I mean, Christian Kirk with Larry Fitzgerald back. I mean, it could be open. I mean, if you think this game is going to be the shootout that it is, I think we're going to see Fitzgerald and Kirk. Flirt with hitting the overs on their lines. Fitz is at 31 and a half, and Kirk is at 41 and a half. Uh, Fitz is kind of that chain mover for uh, Kyler. So I wouldn't, I, you know, he can easily pick up, you know, four catches, 36 yards. I wouldn't be surprised there. I know he, I think he missed one or two weeks. It was his first game back. First game back. It's only two for 10, three targets. Um, but he's already back up to 72% of snaps. And I, the one I think I feel the best about though is Hopkins touchdown plus one fifteen. Yeah, without getting his yardage numbers, it's probably a pretty so pretty decent shot. I can see Hertz getting his first rushing touchdown too. I don't think he got one last week. 
I, yeah, that's. I mean, two twenty gives you some uh, some fun potential there. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna probably just, I'm just gonna click Hopkins here, and then we did have Saints. Uh, I don't want to really talk about the Browns Giants at Sunday Night Football, but Chiefs Saints. The last game we'll cover real quick today. Alvin Kamara so happy to probably get Drew Brees back. Yes, one sixty seven. Tyreek Hill minus one sixty two. Jesus. Last week we hit on Travis Kelsey at minus one twelve. Clyde Edwards plus one thirty. Jared Cook has scored two touchdowns in a row, 240, and then Emmanuel Sanders, 210. I think it, from interest in just uh, the best odds and the best bang for your buck, Cook, Sanders, Traquan Smith, any of those tickle your fancy there? Yeah, no Michael Thomas, so you have to be – if Breeze is going to keep up with Mahomes this, in this game, you know, I really think that Sean Payton's strategy is going to be limit Mahomes' usage of the ball. I don't know. Does this turn into a shootout? Are you saying Latavius Murray touchdown? Three twenty-five. <laughs> I think it's gonna. This is like Alvin Kamara is back. Baby. Eighteen targets. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's just look at the receptions real quick. This kind of does bug me. I have to re-click on everything. Yeah, why doesn't it say that's? As soon as you go into the touchdowns, it goes away. I got to stay away from touchdowns or have another tab open. Yeah. Uh, so, for reception odds, they got Kamara boosted at 6.5. Six that's, that's hardy. Kelsey getting hammered at the over 6.5. Traquan Smith, 3.5 is kind of interesting. Manny Sanders, 3.5. As far as yards go, they got Kamara 48.5. Traquan Smith is low at 42.5. Tyree Kill, 77.5. People are hitting that. Kelsey, 85.5. That's almost too high. Um Nothing I love here. Travis Kelsey, dude. That's nuts. Yeah, there's nothing I, I love. I Manny Sanders, 15.5 is quite steep. I mean, we've seen without Michael Thomas, you know, and Breeze in there with Kamara, it just seems to be a love affair. So that 48 seemed like a pretty decent number. Plus the Chiefs are, you know, relatively exposable, uh, you know, against the run. The Chiefs are also – Pretty explosive against the tight ends. I've been kind of hitting on that uh, this week here too. Let me just pull that up. So KC put it in. Um, they've, they've allowed six touchdowns here, but they've also allowed. Uh, wait, this is running back. My bad. There you go. So they've allowed seven touchdowns to tight ends on the year. Seven, wow. seventy catches, seven hundred eighty yards. They're one of the worst teams against tight end. Jasicki just caught two touchdowns. They let Gronk go for 106 yards. Noah Fant, 457. Darren Waller, the baller, 88 for a touchdown. Um, Darren Waller had another one. Nick Boyle caught one. Uh, Jordan Akins, even if Jordan Akins can catch a touchdown against the Chiefs, you can too. Uh, Anyone can. So kind of interested in Jared Cook scoring um, at 31.5-2 with Drew Brees. Uh, probably looking for quick throws. Maybe it's a Jared Cook game. Jared Cook, I just it's Jared half though. That's uh, yeah. What do you think is his yardage? I mean, someone's got to catch the ball. They're they're gonna have to throw the ball this game. I mean, for yeah, sure. keep up. Yeah, to keep up, they're gonna need to throw the ball. So I could see. I don't know. I, I don't love anything in this game from the moment. Um, Tomorrow, forty and a half feels. I I think he's hitting fifty yards. That's probably so. Well, I will. To be eliminate one here, we'll get into that. But I think Kamara at the forty eight and a half should be on our list. Yeah, minus one eighteen is not like crazy. Uh, you know, there's no. Um, 
don't know. I think we went through all the games we wanted to talk about. I think that's yeah, we don't need to hit on Browns, Giants, Sunday Night Football. It's- usually don't talk about the Sunday Night Football game anyway. So uh, thank you guys in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out. Hope you guys liked the show today. We'll probably have one more for you next week. But uh, I don't know. Thank you guys for your time. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at the fellow JGM. Of course, you know where to find me. Have a good rest of your Saturday. Enjoy the Buffalo-Denver game. And then we got the Packers-Panthers nightcap. So have a good one. And we'll see you guys in another video. Peace.